And the second I sat down with my back against the tree, a horse came right up to me, like, like full speed and stopped nose to nose with me. Now I gotta tell you, the hairs on the back of my neck stood up and you know, when you're sitting on the ground and you can't move and a 900 pound animal comes walking towards you, I don't care how many times you've been around them, it gets your attention. Welcome to the Real Leadership Podcast. My name is Chris Obst. I've spent the last 25 years going deep with leaders on the real challenges they face, the stuff that keeps them up at night. Are you ready for raw and honest conversations and the reality that self-leadership and personal growth are the keys to you being the leader that you were meant to be? Hello, everyone. Welcome back. So about a month ago, I had an interesting experience, and it was um, it was actually centered around my my visit to the ranch. The, many of you know where I you know, I go to the Epona Rise Learning Center with my coach, Hillary Snyder, and, and do work with the horses, and I bring leaders and leadership teams there to uh, deepen their learning about their own leadership, their leadership style, the impact that they have. Um, anyway, I hadn't been in a while and uh, was excited to be there. And, you know, upon entering the herd for the first time, I was doing some reflecting, and I, and I realized when I got up there, that I was, I was kind of in a funk. And, you know, this has happened to me, those of you that have, that have known me for a number of years, you know, I consider myself someone who pays attention to high performance. I do a lot of things in, in my life to, you know, optimize my well-being. And, I, you know, I prioritize self-care and I communicate and I'm not afraid to grow and learn. And, and yet, you know, I can get stuck. And, um, you know, it hit me as I was, I was actually preparing to have a conversation with Hillary and and I just started to make a list of all the places in my life where I felt there was there was some sort of tension where where things weren't going smoothly they didn't feel right and it was sort of like a mind map where I you know I drew me in the center and then drew all these little branches out and you know I realized that there's there's there probably wasn't one aspect of my life that felt like it was flowing the way it should be and so it gave me pause uh to really to really think about that and, and the common denominator and you know I, I i'm looking at I have two siblings and you know one of them i'm kind of estranged from and the other one who i see more often or speak to more often there was some underlying tension there that needed addressing um you know I, i've become the primary i guess caregiver and gatekeeper for my parents care and uh, they live nearby me and they're both knocking on the door of 90 years old with with declining mental and physical health and there, there's just frustrations around that for me um there you know my my personal relationship with my girlfriend there were ups and downs and lows and i could see myself being the problem in a lot of those um both of my kids there there were adult kids but they're still my kids and things weren't flowing there I, I, I wasn't enjoying the kind of relationship that I wanted to with them uh, there was some unfinished business with my ex-wife around the divorce uh, just just you name it even my work I felt like I was kind of mailing it in a bit and playing it safe and and I realized that shit like I'm in the center of all of this like I'm I'm the one, right? It would be easy to pick any one of those relationships and put the blame on all the people, the list that I just gave you. And I realized that there's, there's no way, there's no way. So, you know, I started thinking about that, like what's going on with me? And um, it was interesting, the conversation I had with Hillary, because, you know, in, in preparation for our session together, I, 
I made this list and, and I had some goals. I had some, I wanted to come out of this with some clarity, right? I, I wanted to kind of re-engage with like, what is my mission? Like, why am I here on this planet? And, and what is the, my future going to look like? And, and what do I really want? And, and, you know, how do I continue to, to heal from, you know, some of the stuff from my childhood that I know that is, that is impacted and continues to impact me as an adult. And I, I had a vision of, of how I wanted to be. Like I was able to drop into like a sense of clarity. And I'm, you know, I'm sharing this with you just openly because not because I expect you to identify with the specific things that were going on for me, but just with that dynamic of, you know, sometimes you get stuck or you feel a little in the muck or you feel a little bit lost. And and this process, and I, you know, this, this doesn't happen when you're trying to squeeze it in between two meetings on a Tuesday afternoon. This does require a bit of an intervention, a bit of a change of scenery and environment. And I'll talk some more um, at the end, I guess, of, of this around maybe what you could do if you wanted to tap into that. But, you know, what, what hit me was I, I wanted to, it's like, how do I want to be? How do I want to live my life? And how do I want to, how I want to be with others personally and professionally? And, you know, the words that came to mind were, were words like, assertive and calm, peaceful and strong, right? Loving, present. So what I realized is there, there was a combination there of, you know, <laughs> leaning into my power and assertiveness and, and, and using that in a healthy, productive way when appropriate. And then also being peaceful and loving and patient with others and myself. And I think as I, as I look back on it now, what was happening is I wasn't really doing a great job of either. So because I was hesitating to assert myself in situations, which I realized the world around me needs, just like the world around you needs, you need to be assertive. You need to speak your truth. You need to speak your mind. It's very different to be assertive with your truth than to be aggressive or a bully. And I think sometimes I hold back. And then when you do hold back, or when I hold back from, from asserting what I believe, because I'm trying to avoid conflict, or I don't want to hurt somebody, or I don't want to be misunderstood, is actually don't say anything. And then what does that create? Well, that creates things like resentment. And there's little dramas that, that come up because of it. So it was interesting that I was able just in that, it was probably a 30 minute reflection before I was going in to have a session with, with the herd and, and with Hillary, I was able to drop into getting some clarity around all these places that weren't working. Um, and I could see what I wanted to come out with. What I didn't know was how I was going to get there. And that's where the value of a great coach, um, it doesn't have to be a professional coach. It could be someone in your life who's who's willing to be there for you, to listen to you, to ask you difficult questions, not judge you, but challenge you and, and, and push you. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd been around the herd enough to know that there was going to be, <laughs> my coach Hillary said, you can't make this shit up. Like the stuff that happens, they always seem to know what you need and they give it to you. And when a 900 pound animal is staring you in the face, breathing the same air as you, it's a pretty clear message. You're not, you're not vague on what it is. Anyway, so I'd, I'd shared all this with, with Hillary leading up to the session. So, you know, where I felt stuck, all these th different relationship points that were kind of clunky and also my goals for how I wanted to feel coming out of that. And 
I'll never forget, she just looked at me and said, wow, Chris, that's a lot. That's a lot you've got going on. And the next thing she said is, uh, who's taking care of you? And that really struck a chord with me. And in, in fact, I felt the emotion come up immediately. And, you know, I, even that pause, I know there's people in my life that love me that when they hear this, they're going to think, well, what do you mean? I care about you. And there are. There's, there's amazing humans in my world that care about me. But what I got out of this, because we went into the herd, because Hillary, you know, in her wisdom, just said, let's, let's go into the herd with that attention. What would it look like for you to allow the herd to nurture you, to take care of you? And, and you know, for those of you that are, this is starting to bump on the edge of woo-woo, I get it. If you haven't experienced deep personal growth, if you haven't, you know, been around animals in this way, I, I get it. I would have been the first one to be rolling my eyes. But anyway, uh, so we went into the herd with that intention and it was unbelievable the experience that I had because what was interesting is I, I stood in there for a bit, just kind of breathing and being around them. And it was like, okay, they were sort of noticing me, but nothing was happening. And then I had this instinctive urge to sit down on the ground and, and intellectually why I think I did it is because I, I know that nature is a good place for me. I, I get fueled by being in nature. I get nurtured by being in nature and I sat down against a tree. And the second I sat down with my back against the tree, a horse came right up to me, like, like full speed and stopped nose to nose with me. Now I got to tell you, the hairs on the back of my neck stood up and you know, when you're sitting on the ground and you can't move and a 900 pound animal comes walking towards you, I don't care how many times you've been around them, it gets your attention. And then the horse, horse just sat there and it literally put its chin on my head and breathed. And I was like, what is going on here? And then that horse left and another horse came and then another horse came and there was like four or five horses that were just coming and, and it was, it was so, um, I, these words won't do it justice. I, I probably have a couple photos that I shared, but it was so powerful. And, and you know, the part that I want to share that hopefully um, can inspire and some of you is that the conversation after was, you know, this is where someone like Hillary or a great coach or someone in your world that's willing to hold space for you and listen to you is, is the debrief of what happened. And what I had learned through that it's like, why, why am I not being taken care of, right? It's not my friend's fault. It's not my family's fault. It's not my loved one's fault. It's like, what, when do I ever act like I need taken care of? You know, and it's interesting that the team that's here with me recording this, Adrian and Alvaro, have turned into wonderful friends. Uh, you know, they've moved here to Vancouver from Mexico City, and you know, so many times in our relationship, they've said to me, Chris, let us know if there's anything you need. Like, you know, with, went through things with the family or with my parents or, you know, I got sick one time when I had to work and they say, well, anything you need. And I just, my default answer is, no, I'm, I'm fine. Like, I appreciate the gesture, but I don't, I never let anyone help me. And I started thinking about that. It's like, I love helping people. It's a gift, like to, for someone to let me in to support them. It's a way of me showing love. It's a way of me expressing myself as a human on this planet. And 
you know, I can talk about being vulnerable because, you know, I live and work in this space and I'm open. I'm an open book. I'll talk about anything pretty much with everybody. And uh, I realized like true vulnerability is to let someone help you like when you're lost or scared or, or and you know the horses taught me that if it's sort of like if you build it they will come it's like you just gotta put up your hand and people will show up but if you consistently present and again i'm saying it to me i'm chris if you if i continue to do that to, to act like i've got it all together for whatever reason you don't want to be vulnerable you don't believe you need help you don't want to burden someone else fill in the blanks. You're not being honest with yourself and you're not being honest with others. And, you know, I've, I've learned this in, in my years on the planet, the more open and honest we were in, 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 we are in all of our interactions, the better it is for everybody. So anyway, it was a, it was a very um, amazing, powerful experience that, you know, the, the takeaways I'd, I'd like for you to take from this is obviously if you have an interest in this equine as, assisted learning, the, the horse therapy, I know it's not for everyone, but I, you know, I, this fall and this spring, I am bringing clients up there. I'm doing small team sessions and individual sessions. So please reach out to me. But beyond that is just this idea of, you know, maybe once a month or once a quarter, just to reflect on how are things going for you? Like draw, draw the mind map. How are all your little relationships and intersections going? And and what could be a common denominator that needs attention? And, you know, sometimes we need a kick in the ass. Sometimes we need a hug. But we all need something. And, and, you know, I think I, I just caught, got caught in this space of, it was like easier to worry about others and care for others than to, to really face some of the fears that I had, some of the things that I was struggling with. And, and I can tell you when, since that happened, it's like, it's flipped a switch. And I would say every one of those relationships that I listed where I was having tension with have all started to improve some faster than others that, you know, but, but I feel like there's momentum and it's like, these folks didn't change. <laughs> I was I was the common denominator all along, and so and the answer wasn't what I was looking for. You know, it's it just it's very fascinating. So anyway, um, hopefully you find some some gems in here, some wisdom uh, around just reflecting on your world, appreciating that there are people around you, and and sometimes we have some patterns, whether it's you know isolating ourselves or busying ourselves, you know to just slow down and, and feel where you're at and, and trust that there's actually a way to improve that. And, and you know, in most cases, it's, it's about doing something that's a little scary. It probably involves opening up to someone and, and letting them in. So anyway, I hope you got something out of this uh, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. The Real Leadership Podcast is produced by Chris Obst Leadership and Alive Creative Services. Thank you for listening.